This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to let you know that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Over 2 million men worldwide have joined the movement for all their below the waist needs. Engineers for the last 18 months have perfected the greatest hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can choose the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other items by going to manscaped.com and you can also save 20% by using the promo code State of Saints. That's manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints and save 20% on the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in to the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And I uh, got some uh, some unfortunate news uh, this morning. I know I was supposed to do an interview this morning with uh, Matt Moscona of ESPN 104.5 out in Baton Rouge. But but for those that are probably out there in Baton Rouge, uh, you've probably been dealing with some uh, power outage issue, uh, issues. And uh, Matt Moscona has been one of those individuals, man. I just got an email from him. Uh, you know, his power went out earlier this morning and uh, you're just trying to get some things situated. So unfortunately, we're going to have to push back uh, the interview with Matt Moscona. Uh, I apologize for that. But like I said, man, if you're out there in Baton Rouge or you're somewhere out there in Louisiana, you already know. Um, you know, the weather is pretty bad out there. So going to have to push back the interview. But I still wanted to do a show because, you know, I mean, you all come here every single time and you all uh, want a show, you know. So I decided to kind of just switch it around and make this a Saints Q&A edition of the State of the Saints podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer a few of your questions and, you know, then we'll move forward and I'll let you all know, keep you posted on the on a day that uh, Matt Moscone uh, is going to be a part of the State of Saints podcast, we can link back up. So um, I want to give a shout-out to everybody that's dealing with bad weather right now. Um, my mom sent me some pictures. Uh, she's out in Vicksburg, Mississippi, and snow is all over the ground, man. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, just how – I mean, snow in, in very unconventional parts of the country right now. So it is what it is, man. Nevertheless uh, – Please submit your questions, man. Any questions that you may have. Uh, for those that just uh, joined us, uh, we have a new sponsor. Uh, the State of Saints podcast is partnering up with Manscaped.com. Uh, I, I encourage everybody to go to Manscaped.com and use the promo code State of Saints, and you'll get 20% off, man. Look, uh, they, 
they sent me some great items, man, for me to test out. And y'all know me, man. I'm not going to talk about or say anything, you know what I'm saying, that I, I don't use. I'm not trying to support nothing that I don't use. Uh, they have some really good items, man. And it's it's for a real good cause as well. So um, if, if you're into, like, you know, grooming items, you know what I'm saying, like trimmers or even, like, body washes and stuff like that, you know, take the time out. Go to their website, manscaped.com. Use the promo code uh, state of saints and you'll get 20% off. And uh, I will uh, thank y'all for that, man. Cause uh, I need y'all support, you know what I'm saying? It's for them to uh, continue to sponsor the show. So, but let's go ahead and talk about the new Orleans saints, man. What can we talk about? We talked about the, uh, we talked about Nick Easton getting cut, right? Nick Easton. That wasn't a surprise to absolutely anybody in a who that nation, uh, you know, it's not even about uh, Nick Easton being a guard right now. To me, it's about Nick Easton being a human being. You know, when you're dealing with all those type of concussions, man, he had uh, multiple concussions throughout the season. Uh, you you can't be surprised that uh, the New Orleans Saints decided to uh, release him. But, you know, I mean, they released him and they saved about $5.7 million. But I'm not trying to see Nick Easton go out there. And I hope that um, – he takes a year off, man, to try to get his head right, you know, before he decides to come back. And I understand, you know, football is a competitive game. It's something that's in your blood. It's something that you love to do. But, I mean, Nick Easton has a family, man. It's something that he has to think about it. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, he, he takes the time out to get himself right, get himself tested. Because, I mean, all this brain trauma and all this stuff that's going on with CTE, the knowledge that we know right now, it's uh it's very very important, man, that these football players uh, consider that going forward. So, and also uh, there's stories that are coming out that said that the Saints will most likely release Quan Alexander. Uh, we know that Quan Alexander did an outstanding job um, when the Saints uh, traded to try to acquire him in the middle of the season. I mean, he did a really good job, man. And unfortunately, uh, he tore his Achilles and uh, he wasn't able to go for the postseason. Uh, I feel like if Quan Alexander, along with Demario Davis, if they were able to play in a postseason, we might be singing another tune, man. But he was just too rich for the Saints' blood. Uh, the Saints uh, would save a whole lot of money by cutting him. So uh, that's what you got to do, man. You got to let him go, and you got to find somebody that's going to give you that type of production, uh, preferably in the NFL draft. And, uh, you know, the Saints, back in the day, we all talk about that 2017 draft where the New Orleans Saints had the best draft class in NFL history. Uh, I don't think you're ever going to see a team. Uh, first off, they had the offensive and defensive rookie of the year on the same team, multiple all pros, multiple pro bowls uh, from that 2017 draft. So if the Saints can replicate that, hopefully this year, uh, you know, they can get back on track. You know, that's how teams uh, build that, that Super Bowl caliber team. That's how they build the team, right? You combine those uh, those draft picks with, you know, formidable free agents and you build your team around those guys and, and you you have something. And the Saints for the last four years have had uh, a really good football team. Man. They just wasn't able to cash it in with a Super Bowl, which is uh, unfortunate to all of us, man. And, you know, it's even more, uh, you know, it's even more frustrating when you watch the team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just do it in one year, you know, so. I'm just more focused on the Saints just trying to make sure that they get good draft picks. You know, this isn't one of those drafts where you can squander a draft pick. This can't be like 
uh, the 2015 draft or whatever. You know, this can't be like that. Um, can't be like, well, you know, two, well, I don't want to say 2014. Excuse me, the 2014 draft where you squandered the picks when you was getting uh, Venice and Sari and all them other cats. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can't do that, right? You can't squander draft picks. You got to make sure that you're doing your due diligence. Uh, Jeff Ireland and crew, uh, they got to make sure they're doing a good job. Terry Fontenot is no longer there. He was the guy who was kind of the man behind the scenes. So they got to make sure that they get a good draft going, man. And if they do, then we'll be just fine. But if they don't, then we're going to be in a lot of trouble who that nation. Not too concerned about the salary cap. I think, uh, the, I mean, Kai Harley, um, the guy that, that deals with the numbers, some of you probably know who he is, some of you probably don't. But he works alongside Mickey Loomis, and he is the cap wizard. You know, Mickey Loomis gets a lot of the credit, but Kai Harley is the guy that nobody really talks about. That's the brother who uh, puts the numbers together and makes magic with it. And he's the guy that we don't celebrate enough. But I have a lot of confidence in Kai Harley, Mickey Loomis, his crew. Got a lot of confidence in Jeff Ireland and his crew to get the Saints where they need to be and put a, a good, solid team on the field. So want to hear from you all. Now, let me know what you all think. Going to take a few of your questions. Let's start with Joe. Joe says, morning, TJ and everyone. Who that? Jerry says, it's okay, TJ Jones. Yeah, I apologize for that, man. Yeah, I apologize for that, man. You know, Matt, you know, Matt is, uh, you know, out there taking care of his family and stuff like that. And out there in Baton Rouge, I see Chosen, uh, you know, he co-signing, saying they ain't got no power out there. I mean, when I seen T-Bob talking about T-Bob, baby, my guy, uh, I seen him talking about it this morning. I said, well, if it's affecting T-Bob, I know it had to be affecting Matt, you know, and I'm, you know, I mean, I'm pretty, uh, you know, I, I kind of, you know, saying interact with T-Bob quite a bit. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, man, but I'm glad everybody's okay out there. You know, glad is everybody's safe, man. If you're on these icy roads and, and you're in a city where they're not used to having snow, please stay at the house, man. I, I, I mean, my my wife showed me a very disturbing video um, out there in Dallas, Fort Worth, on Highway I-35 for some of the people out there in Texas, man. And you just see cars just crashing into each other, man, because they can't stop. You know, and out there in Texas, man, it's not used to snow. It's not they're not used to that those cold conditions. And I mean, they had like a fifty hundred, a fifty to a hundred car pile up out there, man. It was just crazy. So. I want everybody to be safe out there, man. If you don't have to go anywhere today, you know, just, just stay at the house. I understand, you know, you want to go somewhere, you want to do some things, but just wait till the roads are okay for you to move, man. I understand you probably like, I can just, I'm just going up the street or around the corner, but man, you don't want to be messing around with that stuff, man. It's, it's serious business out there. So stay at home if you have to, and you can enjoy the Stay of Safe podcast. All right. <laughs> Miguel says, TJ, do you think the Saints – will hear uh i'm not sure what you mean by that miguel uh uh you have to resubmit your question on that one man i apologize i'm not sure what you meant by your question casey says do you see Watt coming to the saints uh i can see jj white possibly coming to the saints i mean he will have to take a significant pay cut uh you know jj white knew was the first time i think this past season he played a full season in two years uh, when you're dealing with a guy who's had back, ish, back issues and all other extremity issues, and then they're up there in age, you have to question the production. You know, I mean, J.J. White is is arguably the best defensive uh, player 
of this generation. You know, I mean, Aaron Donald is giving him a run for his money, but J.J. Watt has been that that constant, you know, and J.J. Watt is one of those guys that a lot of people didn't give credit to. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm just going to be real with it. You know what I'm saying? If we're going to talk about on some, you know, race matters, I mean, you got to talk about it for the other hand. I mean, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that he was a white boy doing it. And he was a dominant white boy at a, you know what I'm saying, at a position that, you know, that people wouldn't, you know what I'm saying, like they wouldn't give him a lot of credit for. It's almost like, it's almost like Julian Edelman, right? Or or Adam Thielen, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't really get the attention, mostly because they, they're white boys doing it at a, at a certain position. Normally you will see black guys doing it. But J.J. White has been dominant. And to me, J.J. White has been the most dominant defensive end in football. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, as far as I've seen. But as far as him coming to the New Orleans Saints, uh, I would love to see that. I would love to see him alongside Cam Jordan. Uh, they were part of the same draft class. I've been watching J.J. Watt since he was at Wisconsin. Uh, love his story, his background. Love his passion for the game. Some people just say, man, he, you know, he way too passionate. But, I mean, can you ever have too much passion, folks? I mean, so I would love to see him here. But, I mean, it would have to be at a reasonable price. James says, uh, good morning, TJ. Why is everyone burying us? Well, I mean, James, I, I hate to say it, but the Saints pretty much been burying themselves. Uh, when when there, you have such high expectations and it's Super Bowl aspirations year after year after year, and you just constantly fail. Um, you know what I'm saying? It just makes people just don't want to bet on you. You know, and as a Saints fan, I hate to say it, who that nation, but who can blame them? I mean, who, who can blame the national media, even local media, for not, you know what I'm saying, believing in this football team? I mean, we've seen that this, these guys had the tools for success, and they failed. You know what I'm saying? And as a as a fan, I'm going to keep on saying who that, and I'm going to be optimistic, but I'll be lying to you if I say that these last couple of years haven't been very frustrating. And they're more frustrating for me is because I've been a Saints fan for so long. And I've seen when the Saints were just god-awful. And it was just to a point where you just knew that the Saints were going to suck. But you still was going to root for them because you were, you were, it was your hometown team. And you wanted to never give up hope. But, you know, when they used to suck and they lost, you felt bad. But you didn't feel as bad because you're like, well, if they win, you know what I'm saying, it would be a miracle. But for them to be as good as they've been for the last four years, and they have absolutely nothing to show for it, but nothing to show for it for the exception of a few t-shirts uh you know it's discouraging man and it's also really discouraging like really 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 discouraging that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did what they did this past season in one year like I mean look we can hate on Tampa all we want to we can talk about how they won the Super Bowl but that's frustrating as hell because the Saints were just as good as Tampa was if not better and they picked their worst day to play their worst game against Tampa. And, and you get tired of watching that. And, and you know, you, you think about some of the things that could have happened, but it's just so frustrating, man, to see. But I wouldn't say that the media buried the Saints. They buried themselves, to be honest with you. Man, it's really cold as hell here back home in New Orleans, TJ. Yeah, my brother was telling me about that also. Yeah, man, shouts out to everybody in New Orleans, man. I mean, I know y'all getting weather that y'all ain't never, you know, y'all not used to getting. 
Harley says, what are the chances of Jimmy Graham and Ingram coming back and, and your opinions on it? Well, look, if Jimmy Graham can come back and be a, 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 a red zone threat, then I'm all for that. But I'm, I'm interested to see what Adam Troutman can do. Um, out of all the rookies that we've seen, the Saints have out of the three that were really the focal point, the Zach Barnes, the Cesar Ruiz, and the Adam Troutman, uh, Adam Troutman was the Adam Troutman was the guy who stood out, and you can see him emerging and getting better and better every single week. And I think probably that second game versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is when you see Adam Troutman the light come on for him. And maybe it was because he scored that touchdown in that game and it gave him a little bit more confidence, but you can see him coming. So I think we got to be real careful at, at trying to go out here and just getting guys at these positions. I know a lot of people want to get rid of Jared Cook, but you might have what you're looking for inside of the locker room already. All he needs is an opportunity. He's not going to get as many opportunities because you're paying Jared Cook. It's just as simple as that. If you're paying a guy like $10 million to play for your team and then you got a guy on a rookie salary who's making probably, I don't know, like $8, 9000000 million less, you're probably going to be putting that guy that's worth $10 million on the field because you're trying to get banged for your buck, in the words of Bobby Abel. But, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what Adam Troutman is going to do. <clears throat> and um, if Jimmy Graham can come in, be a red zone threat, maybe a third-down situational tight end, why not? Uh, but I just feel like you already got a guy who can catch the ball and you can block. We all know that Jimmy Graham, his biggest issue is he, he can catch the ball, but he can't block. So why would you want to just bring bring Jimmy Graham back in? You might as well just go out there and get another wide receiver. Do you think the front office and coaches we lost this offseason will have an effect on our next season? Well, of course, you know, there's a reason why those guys left. They left because they were good at what they did. You know, Aaron Glenn, Joe Lombardi. I mean, the list goes on and on. Dan Campbell. But, I mean, with success comes loss, right? The only difference is the Saints didn't win a Super Bowl. I mean, we've seen this, right? We've seen it when the Seattle Seahawks uh, won the Super Bowl, right? When they, they blew out the Denver Broncos. And you've seen the team start to get dismantled. You've seen Dan Quinn uh, become the head coach of the Falcons. Or you've seen... Uh, Chris Richard, you seen him leave, go to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I mean, so when when teams start to see you being successful, they they look at your your, your squad, your coaching staff, right? And they say, we want some of that, you know, and, and they go out here and they open up their checkbooks and try to pillage and pull some of these coaches. So, yes, it's going to have an effect on it. I mean, when you have that, those guys together, they understand each other, they've been in the same locker room, now you have to bring in new coaches. You have to understand their tendencies. You got to understand, like, how they do things. You got to build chemistry, you know. So, yes, it is going to be, you know, you know, it's going to play a huge – it's going to play a role. How big of a role? I don't know. I don't want to say a huge a huge role, but don't know. Uh, Already read that one. Scroll down. Stroll down a little bit. Thank y'all so much, man, for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Once again, uh, Matt Moscona couldn't be on the show this this morning uh, due to the issues out there in Baton Rouge, the, the inclement weather, the power outages. So, yeah. Ramsey says, by the way, TJ, my question is, what do you think about the split between uh, the split between the theme Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss, and WWE? Uh, well, 
Yeah, I encourage everybody to check out my wrestling podcast, TJ Knows Wrestling Podcast. But since uh, Ramsey's my guy, I answer that for you, man. Uh, I like the fact that they allow Alexa Bliss to do something. I think she's carrying raw right now with the whole storyline uh, with the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Some of y'all probably, what the heck is he talking about? But anyway, I, I like the uh, the dynamic. I, I like that uh, Randy Orton is giving him something different. Uh, I just think that they're just kind of buying time. This reminds me of like the old Undertaker days where the Undertaker might, you know, be off TV like Kane might bury him alive or back in the day even further, Yokozuna uh, buried him in a casket match and he came back a couple months later. So it just seemed like to me like they're just kind of doing this whole slow burn storyline just to try to bring back the Fiend for WrestleMania. That's that's why I feel about it. But I, I like the storyline. Very intriguing, man. Uh, Damien says, what the hell is wrong with the Pelicans? Uh, I don't know, man. I thought they was like on a four-game winning streak, if I'm not mistaken. And look, man, it's a new coach with Stan Van Gundy. Uh, Stan Van Gundy is a guy who can get the, the troops ready, but it just takes time, man. And uh, I know what people are like, man, Alvin Gentry, Alvin Gentry, you know. So, I mean, anytime you have a coach that you like and another guy come in and you don't see like, you know, better results you're like man why we ain't keep the other guy but i don't know man stan van gundy i, I think he's gonna get the team ready uh he, he's known as being a team builder he, he's known for getting more out of less uh you know i think about the orlando magic going to the nba finals back in the day when they had uh javier nelson and, and hito turkaloo and uh rashard lewis and stuff like that you know and they had uh dwight howard so i think he'll get them on you know, I think he'll get them back on track. It's just going to take some time. I think we should just keep Adam Troutman and not sign a tight end. Well, I, de- I think you definitely need to sign a tight end, Miles, because here's the thing. As much as I like Josh Hill, uh, Josh Hill has a tendency of being hurt, and he deals with concussions quite a bit also. And when you have a guy that's dealing with multiple concussions, you really can't really count on him to be in a lineup as much. I mean, and you know, you start to ask the question, like, you know, how long is this guy going to be able to play? So you definitely need another tight end. But to me, uh, I would try to get another tight end in free agency. You know, you already got your young tight end that you can uh, uptick his uh, snaps. Uh, you also got a blocking tight end when it comes to, like, goal line, jumbo package situations. You know, uh, you know, say Josh Hill is a above-average blocking tight end, also a red zone threat. And you get yourself somebody, you know, saying free agency. I don't know exactly who it is. It can be a Jimmy Graham or it can be like just another tight end that that you can just kind of plug in there. Maybe, you know, if Adam Trauma needs to get out the game, it's third down, like almost like uh, Michael Hooman or Hooman Amalui, whatever his name was. You know, he was like a third down uh, guy. So you need somebody, you know, you need an extra tight end. Who that from Miss 18 Degrees here? And shouts out to my mom. My mom in, in the chat. Good morning, mom. Jared says, I'm staying home all day. Kim says, it's bad out here in Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I seen that. Yeah, I heard that was pretty bad out there, too. It's snowing everywhere down here in Louisiana. Yeah, St. Fans. Uh, St. Fans, that's true, man. I, I've heard and seen so many pictures and i'm like man where that wall that snow coming from you know like <laughs> it's not snowing at all out here it's probably like about 40 degrees but it ain't getting no snow we got 
rain all weekend and my power went out on yesterday it was out for a couple hours me and uh paxton went up in here and you know luckily he had his tablet you know his tablet was fully charged and i took that time to put together a weight you know saying a weight bench so you know and my wife was at work so i mean we've got a lot of rain this weekend uh that pile up was 160 a car pile up yeah it was pretty bad that was awful that was awful, man. Can you imagine, like, you know, just sliding down there and knowing that you can't stop? And just, I don't know. And, and just imagine, like, you hearing all these cars, like, just crashing behind you. I mean, my goodness, the what was going through the minds of the people. You know, you see 18-wheeler trucks and stuff like that losing control. That was, that was a mess. My goodness. I pray for those people. I know they had at least five people that died on that highway, man. And, my prayers go out to their families. That's tough stuff right there. Quiet Alexander can stay, but Thor must go. Yeah, man, I think we've seen the last Alex Azalonia, unless the Saints are going to try to put him on special teams, and even that's a stretch, especially after what we've seen in that Kansas City game. <sighs> My goodness. Brian says, oh, we need to leave all these old players alone. I agree with that, Brian. Uh, I think, look, the <laughs> – one of our biggest uh, pet peeves and, and, and things that we we do in the Huda Nation sometimes is when we see something that work, uh, worked, works or worked, we try to replicate that, right? So we see that the Saints like to bring back those older players, right, those old classic guys. And now it's like any other Saints player that get cut by another team, we want to bring them back. I mean, I even fall into that little trap sometime. Like, I was like – why we can't break back Eli Apple when he got cut by the Panthers and he can play on the inside, especially since Patrick Robinson was hurt. I thought maybe he can do a formidable job on the inside, but the Saints didn't do that. Uh, but I do think we need to be careful. That's not going to get the Saints where they need to be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, it's good for nostalgia, right? We love those guys. We love Jimmy Graham when he was there. Well, I wasn't really a Jimmy Graham fan, but we love Mark Ingram when he was there. Uh, but at the same time, you got to look at what's best for your team, right? We got to look at what's best for this team going forward. And the biggest issue is the salary cap right now. Can the Saints deal with the salary cap issues that have happened uh, over the course of the last few years? You know what I'm saying? Like them going out here trying to win now. Can they Can they fix it? You know, and, and it's not going to be fixed by you coming – you going out there and getting a whole bunch of free agents and a bunch of names that that everybody just know of. It's going to it's going to have to take draft picks and guys that are solid football players and guys that are not going to cost you an arm and a leg to to get on your team, but guys that can be solid that are going to do their job and, and going to play to the best of their ability. That is what's going to get the Saints over the hump. Not a bunch of names that we remember and we know for being good in the NFL. TJ, don't forget about J.J. White. T.J. White, his brother, his brother number 90, is just as good. That'd be an interesting duo. Yeah, well, I mean, look, that's the thing about J.J. White. I mean, him being released, he can sign with any team he wants. So if he wants to go there with his brother, play alongside his brother, and maybe they had some kind of dream playing in the backyard or playing on a farm and them two playing, uh, you know, together as a, as a unit, then go for it. But 
I don't know, man. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I know they started off red hot. I think it was like 11 and 0, but they got a lot of issues, man. A lot of unanswered questions on that team. Number one is Big Ben Roethlisberger. What's his future looking like? Are you going to sign Juju Smith-Schuster, right? You still need a running game. James Conner, formidable, but he can't stay healthy. And then you have a, a, a lot of young wide receivers. So, I mean, I think the main issue and the main thing that J.J. wanted to do was to win a Super Bowl, right? So, I mean, he's going to go to a team that can be a possible Super Bowl champion. And there's a few teams out there I can see him playing. And one of them are in our division with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because that seems like that's where everybody want to go, right? Everybody want to be – Everybody want to be a uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer right now to play alongside Tom Brady and, you know, get a ring. I mean, I seen Adrian Peterson out there lobbying to play with Tom Brady. So, J.J. White, that would not surprise me at all. I'm worried. Saints may have uh, to bite the bullet and let go some big-name players we need. Hopefully, they can pick up some future stars in the draft. Well, Casey, that's always a concern in the offseason. And it's even a bigger concern because of the the close but no cigar years you've had over the years, over the past four years. Uh, but it happens, man. And look, the most important thing is you got to keep your core players. You got to keep your, your cornerstone players. You got to keep your Kamars. You got to keep your Thomases. You got to keep your Ram checks and you got to keep uh, your Lattimore's and you already keep your Demario Davis. So, there's leadership on every level there, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got Cam Jordan there, first level. Uh, you got Demario Davis, second level, and Marshawn <coughs> on the third level. So, you keep those guys, and then you build through the draft. I mean, look, if, if the Saints continuously hit the way they've been hitting in a draft, like they've been in the past couple years, then they should be okay, you know, but – Going out there, just getting a whole bunch of people and signing them to contracts, that ain't winning nothing. We gotten so much snow here in New York, I have to work no matter the road condition. It took me two hours to get home from the hospital two weeks ago. Well, they ain't got no sympathy for y'all, Chanel. You know, y'all out there in New York, you know. I mean, look, snow can be about five, you know, five, sitting five foot tall after it's been piled up. And they expect for y'all to show up. You know, I remember... Uh, when my, my cousin was staying out there in Massachusetts, uh, I went out there and <laughs> I stopped at a Target. I see people at a bus stop and next to the bus stop, I mean, they just had snow that had to be piled up about three or four feet tall. And I'm like, they just stand out there like it wasn't nothing. And I'm just in awe because, you know, I'm from the South. We ain't used to that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, uh, you know, people in upstate New York, I guess they look like, I guess they feel like they battle tested, right? You know, they feel like they battle tested. So, you know, they ain't got no sympathy for y'all. But we we got sympathy for y'all because Lord knows I wouldn't want to deal with that cold all the time. Uh, J-Rod out says, hit that like button. Who that from Las Vegas? Going on, J-Rod out. Appreciate it. Damien said, he, uh, hey, TJ, a lot of people sleep on the simple things, but how you feel about losing key coaches uh, for our organization? I already said, uh, Damien, I just feel like it, that comes with success, you know? When you have a successful when you when you're successful at anything, people are going to start wondering and looking and seeing how can they replicate your success. And the Saints have been successful. You know, like I know we wish they could have been more successful over these past four years, but nevertheless, they are successful. 
See, this is the thing that the NFL don't want to tell you. Media don't want to tell you, and they don't they don't emphasize enough. There's only one team that can win the Super Bowl, right? There's only one team that is going to raise that Lombardi Trophy and just have ultimate happiness at the end of the year. But there's other teams that have been building to try to generate that type of success that 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 one team has gotten. But, you know what I'm saying, like they tell you, oh, if, if it's a Super Bowl, then it's a failure. Well, you know what I'm saying, like, yes, it is a failure, but there are levels of success, right? You know what I'm saying, like, if a person is, you know, setting out a goal, right, and they got their ultimate goal, but along the way they achieve these other goals, that don't mean that just because they didn't achieve that ultimate goal doesn't mean they're a failure. So people are going to start looking at organizations, right? You went in double-digit games for the last three years, right, three, four years, and, you know, 49 wins, you know, like solid defense, solid offense. Like, what are they doing? And how can we do that too? So it happens. Oh, so that 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 is just a representation of how good this Saints uh, coaching staff and organization has been. Uh, you know, like I said, it's it's unfortunate that we don't have anything to show for it except a couple of t-shirts. But uh, nevertheless, it's still a successful organization, to say the least. I would call it a failing. It's hard to win a Super Bowl in this league. Yeah, it is. It's hard to replicate success year after year after year. And, you know, I, like I said before, and, and several other prognosticators that, that follow the Saints, uh, we, we're all spoiled in who that nation. Like, we've had nothing but, well, I don't want to say nothing, but but for the, for the most part of 15 years, for the better part of 15 years, we've had, we had success. We we've had success. We've won games. We've won championships. Uh, <clears throat> we won division titles, and you know, with that comes expectations, and also you know, people be spoiled, you know, in the process, right? Because when you're winning all these games, it's like, you know, like man, I feel good about this. But once upon a time, it wasn't always like this. It wasn't always like this with that nation, you know, like for those that. I, I say that uh, we're fortunate enough uh, to see nothing but same success. <laughs> uh, you know, you're good. But there were times when I'm telling you, it, it was uh, hard to stomach a Saints game. My goodness. My goodness. My goodness. It was hard to stomach a Saints game. But I'm just glad they have success. Division championships don't matter anymore. We need a ring. Well, the, that, I mean, that's just the first goal. The first goal is to win a division, right? You know, it is like they say, the first goal is to win a division, try to get that by, and then once you get that by, try to make a shot at the championship. But I will agree, the Saints have, the Saints have uh, gone as far as you can go. You know, it, it, it is every year Super Bowl or bust for the Saints, but we'll see. Who do you think the Saints will draft first, offensive or defensive player? Tyra, if it was me, I would be drafting a defensive player, uh, preferably a cornerback. Uh, you know, you're looking at the numbers. You're looking at people like Janoris Jenkins. Are you going to be able to keep him? To uh, me, I think they need to get younger at that position. I think Patrick Robinson, he's about my age, about 33, 34 years old. Then you got a Janoris Jenkins up there in age. Okay, so you're going to have to find guys to – 
you know, to replace these guys. And if you can get a guy that's formidable that can be opposite of Marshawn Lattimore and, and that's that playing on a rookie deal, that's a plus. So I'll be looking at a cornerback. Next position would be a linebacker. Look, the Saints need that sideline to sideline linebacker so they don't have to keep on going out here trading with teams. And this has been a, a trend. Uh, if you notice, I mean, what, what they got rid of, uh, they got rid of one of the linebackers, uh, Beagle, you know, Vince Beagle, uh, you know, he ended up going to the, the Miami Dolphins and the Saints ended up getting Kiko Alonzo in the process. And then earlier this year, you know, they got Quan Alexander. So I think that it's time uh, for the New Orleans Saints to try to go out here and get that linebacker, you know, because I'm, I'm tired of watching this, man. You know, the Saints are the only team in this division that has not drafted a, a linebacker, you know what I'm saying, as a that's a – you know, a game record. I mean, we've seen this like with the Atlanta. As much as we laugh at them, but at least they had Deion Jones all those years. You know, I mean, with Carolina, I mean, they had Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley. And now you have out there in Tampa, I mean, they got Devin White, Levante Davis. So the Saints, it's time for the Saints to get that linebacker that, that strike fear into an offense. They don't know where he's going to be. You know, I would like for the Saints to do something like that. We have Demario Davis, but the Saints didn't draft him. They got him in free agency. So I, I, will, I would challenge the Saints coaching staff to do their due diligence to try to find a linebacker out there, probably somebody like Jabril Cox. You know, that's somebody that I like too. You know, I like Jabril Cox. You know, you need yourself, a, you know what I'm saying, a, a linebacker that can, that can be a game wrecker. You know, if you can get a guy like Jabril Cox, you'll be all right. I love cold Mardi Gras drinking is better. <laughs> Four straight division titles equals no Super Bowl trophy. Well, I don't think that, that that's never happened. That's an anomaly. But, I mean, we all can kind of make an argument that 2018 we should have been in the Super Bowl. I think we all can agree today. E. Jones, my brother says, I think the Saints need another speedy receiver out of the draft. Get Austin Carr out of there. They need speed at the receiver position. I don't think they have enough. Look, here's the thing, E. Uh... Why would you go out here and get a speedy receiver when your quarterback can't throw the ball down the field? Like, you're wasting time. You know, like, the thing about with Deontay Harris, he's a speedy receiver. But the thing about De- Deontay Harris that made him play was the fact that he was so shifty. He can make them you missing in close, you know, when you're in close spaces. So even though he was fast, you know, you weren't going to see him take the top off the defense consistently. You know, I mean, and look, Spare me that stuff about oh, Drew Brees can get the ball down the field. And spare me those one or two highlights that you're going to show in the Kansas City Chiefs game and probably a game in the middle of the season. See, he can throw the ball down the field. Look, I need people to understand the word consistently. Consistently means to happen again and again, more than one time, over and over, okay? Repetition, all right? The Saints didn't go out here to get a speedy receiver because they understood what they had. And look, that's what Sean Payton does. Sean Payton has done this over the years. He has gotten players that are good system players that work well within his system, okay? I mean, he understands what Drew Brees was. He understands Drew Brees' limitations, right? He understands them. So why would you go out there and get yourself a speedy receiver when you know that Drew Brees ain't going to get the ball down the field? Why would you go out here and go get a guy like Henry Ruggs III when you know that he ain't about to get the ball past 20 yards? And like I said, with Deontay Harris, 
I mean, you can throw the ball to him on a wide receiver screen. He can make somebody miss and go about 20, 30 yards. But he's making his own plays, right? You know what I'm saying? And also with Alvin Kamara. You know, Alvin Kamara, you throw the ball to him, he makes guys miss. So, you know, if you check it down to him, we've seen that at Green Bay game, you know, he can turn a play that should have been two yards into about 50 yards. So the Saints got guys that are shifty that can help out Drew Brees. But if you get a guy like Jameis Winston or a guy that can get the ball down the field, you can't go out here and spur, uh, you know, you know, and go out here and try to get a speedy receiver. That would, you know, that would be a plus. But no need to get somebody and, and waste their talent. You know, if they good at taking the top off the defense, you ain't gonna use them. That's one of the reasons I feel like the Saints didn't try to go out there and get Nelson Aguilar last year. I am here to let everyone know that Peyton is BS. Uh, what you mean by that, Ernest? Would you sign J.J. Watt? Yeah, I would at a reasonable price. I wouldn't sign him just because he is J.J. Watt, though. Zach Bond, that just never uh, gave that kid the playing time. Well, Tori, you have to ask yourself the question, though. Why aren't they giving this guy playing time? You know, maybe there's something that they didn't see. You know, like I always, you know, I'm always kind of skeptical about, you know, talking to coaches. I mean, talking about coaches because there are so many things that we don't see, right? You know, like I, I'm a wrestling fan, folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I had to use this example. It's like, you know, wrestling fans will often say, why don't Vince McMahon make this guy the champion? You know, like there's so many things that we may see. We may see this guy go out there and do flippy dippy stuff and make us all excited. But we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know if maybe, you know what I'm saying, he's showing up late. Maybe, you know what I'm saying, if they're supposed to have some type of press run, he's not showing himself to be, you know, a, a team player. Like there may be a lot of things behind the scene we don't know. Like we may see these guys and be like, oh, man, we need to give them a chance. But how's that film study? How are they in practice? Are they, you know, how many times it ta- is it taking them to understand what's going on? So we never really know what happened, okay? We see guys on the field, and they might show a splash and be like, man, put them back in again. But are we catching lightning in a bottle, man, or is that just, you know, a loony eclipse or something? You know what I'm saying? Like something that's not going to happen consistently. So I'm always careful when it comes to that, you know? There's a reason why Zach Bond didn't play. There was a reason why... Uh, he was on special teams most of the year, and it had a lot to do with the fact that no OTAs and no minicamp. That's the reason I feel like Cesar E struggled. That's the reason why around week nine, week 10, that's when you start to see the emergence of Adam Troutman. It's because these guys needed time, man. I mean, football is a tough, tough business. It is hard to play, man. Like, I think sometimes, like, we get things misconstrued. Like, if you fast and you can catch, you know, I think that you should be fine. But, look, nah, it don't work like that, man. I mean, you got a playbook as big as the yellow pages. You have to understand audibles and shifts, and you got to know what to do in certain situations. Like, if if the defense is playing zone, like, man, you got to know how to sit in those soft spots inside the zone. You got to know where to go if, if, if the defense is showing you different types of looks. So it's hard, you know? And if a guy is on a field, and most likely he's going to be playing a middle linebacker position, and that's the position where you got to do all the talking. You know, that's the mic position. That's the that's the position where you got to make sure that the defense knows what's going on. You got to be intelligent. You can't be you can't be sidestepping and half stepping being no no mic linebacker. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can't. 
You know, being a middle linebacker is tough. And being a football player in general is tough. And it, it, it's not just about me chasing this guy down and tackling. You know, you don't want the guy to be out there being a sitting duck. So I would rather the Saints not use him and not destroy his confidence. And, you know, say him going out there just messing up over and over again. And then you have the issue with, you know, building this guy's character back up. And that's another uphill battle. So I think the Saints did the right thing. If he's not ready, you know, leave you know, leave him in the oven. Give him another year. Uh, use all draft picks on defense. Well, look, you use the draft pick, Charles, uh, to do what you need to do. You know, like if it's all if you need a whole bunch of defensive players, get a bunch of defensive players. But get the right guys that you need, right? I don't care what they do. Like as long as it's a bunch of guys that come in that can be serviceable, rather than be special teams. Uh, first day starter, make sure that they give you what you, what you need, what's been missing. I want the Saints to be a better team, you know, because of these guys, you know. And I'm, look, I understand that it, when we look at the NFL draft, we look at these draft players and we expect these guys to change the landscape of our football team, we change our misfortunes if we're a really struggling football team. But it takes time. It takes time for these guys to get where they need to be. Brandon says, TJ, I believe Missouri linebacker Nick Bolton will be the Saints' first uh, round in 28 pick. Yeah, Brandon, that's a good one, too. Uh, he's a guy that's a very instinctive linebacker, a guy that can move. Look, I, I think the NFL is starting to get away from those uh, hand-on-the-ground, you know, like type linebackers, you know, just can put their hands on the ground alone. They got to be able to, like, guard those running backs and tight ends, and you got to be able to pass rush, right? You can't just – you know, just out there being one-dimensional. These guys, they <clears throat> these linebackers, they need to be able to guard tight ends and running backs. A 100. I already read that one. Saints need a nasty dog, new dome patrol. Well, the Saints were coming on, you know. Look, I don't, I don't have any criticisms of the defense late on in the season. They were one of the best defenses in the league, and you can see it. You can see them trending in the right direction. You can see them with a mean streak. You can see the confidence these guys had. It was a lot of short tackling. It wasn't a lot of mistakes being made out there. Great communication. The only thing I feel like the Saints need to work on, I think they need to work on their, their eye technique. You know what I'm saying? Like the eye discipline, as they call it. You know, like there are so many passes that can be intercepted by the Saints. There are so many passes where I just feel like guys aren't running to the ball. They're okay with just deflecting the ball. And I look no further than my guy, Marshawn Lattimore. Like, I think about that pass um, every now and then, man, that pass on third down where Scotty Miller, uh, you know, when when Tom Brady threw the ball to Scotty Miller and Marshawn Lattimore jumped in front of the route and he dropped the ball. You know, like he should have hit his head on the goalpost. If he would have stayed on his feet, could have got a pick six. And who knows, that would have basically changed the fortune of the Saints in that game. And I just feel like there's so many times where these guys are out of position. And I just want to see that. Better. I, I want to see more turnovers in 2021. I want to see guys running to the ball. I want to see these guys being playmakers. So, okay, it's, it's okay to uh, break up a pass and it's okay to deflect the pass. And I'm all for that, okay? Anyway, a wide receiver is not catching the ball, I'm all for it. But let's try to get the offense back some possessions, you know, like, I think that a lot of the Saints games were nip and tuck is because that the offense basically had to play perfect, right? They had to play perfect. 
because the off, the defense couldn't get them back to football. I want to see more eye discipline in 2021. I want to see more turnovers. I want to see maybe a, a, a secondary player rather be a safety or cornerback. Let's have them in the top five, you know, in, in turnovers. Let's try to see if we can actually be a, a team that can generate some turnovers instead of a team that gives you okay defense. I'm kind of over that. Clarence, thank you very much for the $10. Says, hey, TJ, we'll be fine. We're going to get our linebacker. Listen, we could be the New York Jets, Chicago Bears. I can go on. We're built for the long haul. I promise you all. Clarence, thank you very much for the $10. Look, we're definitely not the Jets. We're not the Bears. And there's so many other teams out there that, you know, that are struggling. But here's the real, here's the realization of it all, Clarence. Uh, when you're a good football team, when you're a championship caliber football team, I mean, just winning 10 games ain't good enough no more. You know, like that, that's just a fact, you know, like <clears throat> we can't look at the Saints like the Jets because they're not the Jets. You can't look at the Saints like they're the Bears because they're not the Bears. We look at the Saints being the Saints and the Saints have been one of the best teams for the past half of the decade. You know what I'm saying? They've been one of the best teams. They're like top five um, win-loss record. They own the record of 49 uh, wins in the last four seasons, more wins than any other team in the last four seasons. So with that comes huge responsibilities, right? With great power come great responsibility. You know, that's what they say on Spider-Man. You know, that would uh, Aunt Jane said to Peter Parker. But, I mean, that applies to life too. When you start to win, when you start to generate success, the rules change, right? People start looking at you different. You think uh, – let me try to see. Uh, you think, uh, I don't know, John Bone Jones is looked at the same way as CM Punk and, and UFC? Heck no, nah, because John Bone Jones is incredible. If John Bone Jones lose a fight, everybody's shocked. CM Punk lose a fight, everybody like, okay, well, you know, it wasn't for him. It's different, right? Jets win a game, they throw a parade. Saints win a game, on to the next week. And Jane, that, that's, just, that's just how it works. Chris Richard should help the secondary a lot. Well, I hope so. You know, if anything, I just feel like, look, Eric Glenn gave these guys confidence, right? He gave these guys way more confidence than some of the guys should even have playing that position, which I can appreciate. Some of these guys weren't that good, but they, but they would compensate for them not being good with their confidence. So I think Chris Richard would bring a little bit more discipline to the to the defense, and I think that. It's going to be different than what they're used to. Uh, but at the same time, I think that he's going to allow these guys to be themselves. Like, I think Aaron Glenn gave these guys confident. I think with a Chris Richard secondary, you're probably going to see little glimpses of what Pete Carroll gave the Legion of Boom. Like, these guys were able to be themselves. Now, it was to the Legion of Boom's detriment. I mean, when you allow these guys just to be too much of themselves, I mean, the inmates start to run the asylum. Not that I'm comparing these guys to prisoners. I'm just saying that's just a saying. Uh, it's it just like, you know, you got to be able to reel these guys in. You can't let them be too far off. You know, it, it, you got to reel them back in. Allow them to be their own individual. But at the same time, you know, allow them to be a little bit more disciplined. Brandon says, TJ, don't you get tired of the NFL, begging NFL uh, teams to give blacks an opportunity to coach? Of being a front office, the NFL is now giving third round picks uh for the two entire teams. Well, Brandon, uh I can't remember who said this, 
I don't know who it was, and I apologize, but they made a very interesting point. I think it was Ross. Yeah, Ross Jackson, when he was on the show, he said if it was him, that he would just go ahead and remove that whole stipulation. Because by removing that whole stipulation, you have no choice but to acknowledge that the NFL has a problem. When you're thinking of carry the prosperity in the faces of these owners, of course they're going to try to grab it because the name of the game is competitive advantage. Any way you can get a competitive advantage, rather it be strength and conditioning, rather it be defensive coaches, offensive coaches, rather it be front office team, you're going to try to find a way to make that make sure that your team has a competitive advantage. So by going out here, you know, in NFL exercising this ruling rule and you taking advantage of it, of course you can build your team around it. I mean, the Saints, they're, they're recipients of it. With Teddy Bridgewater going to the Carolina Panthers being a starter and Terry Fontenot being a new GM of the Atlanta Falcons. But I just feel like, you know, I, I agree with Ross. I think that they need to eliminate, <coughs> excuse me, they need to eliminate this whole uh, stipulation, you know, because you're not helping it. You know what I'm saying? You're actually making it worse. And, you know, you, you, you also, you also are making people think like, are they giving these guys opportunities because they feel like they're good enough? Or they're giving these guys opportunity because they're asking themselves like, what's in it for me? Uh, as a as a black coach, I just feel like they need to give these guys opportunities. People like Eric Bieniemy, uh, you know, people like Chris Richard shouldn't have been out of football for an entire year. That's that was a shame in itself. Uh, I think people like Byron Leftwich going to end up getting uh, coaching opportunities. Uh, people like Todd Bowles. And they can miss me with that stuff about Todd Bowles was a head coach for the Jets because it just seems like the Jets are a revolving door. Anybody that's the head coach of the Jets, they're going to stink. I don't care who it is, right? Everybody had trouble coaching the Jets. And, it, and I can't even accept that either because I've seen coaches horrible, all right? You know what I'm saying? I had horrible wrecks. And they still find themselves – landing i don't know foot you know what i'm saying well i'm gonna just call it for what it is ass backwards into a job so i think that they need to give these guys these opportunities and i think they should be okay man but i think they need to get rid of that rule because it's not helping man it's not helping at all not in my opinion eric b enemy nola native yeah <clears throat> yeah i know time for a change time for eric b enemy well Definitely don't feel like it's time for a change, Ernest. Look, the Saints win too much in order for it to be time for a change. Like, you don't win 49 games and change your coach, okay? <laughs> and then on top of that, look, we got to – look, this ain't New York. This ain't Philadelphia. This is New Orleans, Louisiana, right? You know what I'm saying? Loaded with a bunch of traditionalists that live in Louisiana, people that are okay with just having success in the regular season. You have people – that wouldn't even fathom of, of getting rid of Sean Payton. You know, like, like all this success we've been having, like, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Like, no. Uh, so that's not going to happen. But I do feel like Eric Bieniemy deserves a head coaching job. He definitely deserves that. Dada Saints, thank you very much for the $5. Says, TJ, do you think Chris Rashad will pick uh, his, his on the defensive backs if they go that route in the draft? Uh, no, he won't pick his own defensive backs. Uh, look, he he has the total line. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say it like that, I mean, but it's true. Uh, look, the Saints, 
selected him to be on the coaching staff, but they didn't select him to call the shots, right? Uh, the Saints, I'm pretty sure, uh, are going to draft who they want to draft, and they're going to expect Chris Richard uh, to coach that guy up if they go secondary. So, no, but I don't think he's going to have any say-so in that. I am talking about a fresh new direction from a different perspective. Well, look, I think you go. I think we're going to get that. I think we're going to get that in a form of Drew Brees retiring. You know, it's hard for me to say that it's Sean Payton' fault, or you know, what I'm saying like it's hard for me to just say it was Drew Brees' fault. You know, like I just think that sometimes things can get a little stale, man, stagnant. I've said this before in the State of the Saints podcast. When you're working at the same job and you're doing the same thing over and over again, it becomes repetitive. And sometimes, like, because you, you've just been so ingrained in, in the system, you, you you know what I mean? Like, you just become like a worker by it. I think that Sean Payton is probably going to be doing his best coaching job over the next couple of years, and he has. Look, you, you got to admit, like, when Drew Brees is out of the lineup, Sean Payton is still winning football games. So – you can't just sit up here and say, oh, you know what I'm saying, when Drew Brees retires, the Saints are going to fall back because they've won every game except one when he's not in the lineup. So I just feel like Sean Payton just needs a new challenge. Sean Payton, I think he's going to rise to the occasion now that he has a new quarterback, he has a new toy. It's almost like with Andy Reid, right? Andy Reid had Donovan McNabb all those years, right? Then he leaves Philly, go to – Kansas City has Alex Smith over the years, and he do okay. But then when Patrick Mahomes comes, you see a, a, a resurgence of Andy Reid. So sometimes you you need to break free uh, from those things, man, to start really living again, uh, to really start uh, really challenging yourself again. Sometimes, you, you know, Drew Brees can be an enabler. It's almost like Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan, you know. Phil Jackson might coast some nights, and then you might see Phil Jackson sitting on the side with a diet coat dozing off on WGN in Chicago because Michael Jordan coaching the whole game. You know, like sometimes you take that for granted when you're around greatness. But what happens when you don't have that greatness anymore, right? You know, it's almost like a person that loses one of their senses. You know, the other senses is height. You know what I'm saying? Or you got to, you know, you got to compensate for the loss of that one sense, right? You had that all-time great quarterback, and you know he what he was going to do in situational football situations. You don't have that anymore, right? You got a young, inexperienced, or you have yourself a young quarterback who's probably been in the league for a while but still needs to be coached up. He's going to have to do it. So I would be – I'm willing to see what's going to happen with, with, with that because the only thing we've seen was Sean Payton and Drew Brees. So let's see what he can do when Drew Brees isn't in the locker room before we start talking about looking at somebody else. Hey, TJ, we didn't get an episode of the wrestling podcast. Are we uh, doing one this week? Just curious. Damien, I apologize, man. I don't know if y'all probably can tell, man. I'm kind of stuffed up. And um, over the weekend, man, I just, you know, I was just dealing with my sinuses and stuff like that. And man, I just didn't get an opportunity to do it. And I do apologize for that. So, I'm probably just going to put out two episodes this week to make up for it, but I do apologize, man. So, yeah, we definitely going to get one this week. Yeah, so I, I just had to kind of rest my voice, man. That was my fault on Friday. I, I took a little nap with my son, 
And um, I slept under a fan, man. I woke up, my throat was sore, nose was stopped up. So just thought I'd take it easy this weekend. But I'm definitely going to come back with some more wrestling episodes. Probably, I'm, like I said, I'm going to do two this week. Solo Slim says, I hope that new secondary coach that helps Seattle becomes the Legion of Boom. Well, look, you don't need to be the Legion of Boom. Let's just be formidable, you know. Like, let, let's make sure that we're taking advantage uh, of, of some of these opportunities to create turnovers. That is the problem. We have to be bold, clear, uh, clear the house. I agree to disagree, TJ. Why would you clear the house when you got 49 wins, man? That makes no sense. Like, that don't make any sense, Ernest. I'm sorry, man. We, we definitely have to agree to disagree. You don't clear the house when you have 49 wins. And, uh, you know, you, you don't that, – that's just not smart, man. Like, and you can talk about Eric B. Enemy all you want to, man, but, look, this ain't one of those situations where you have to just completely, like, just tear the whole house down. It's not. You tear the whole house down when you're the Jets. Tear the whole house down when you're the Jaguars. Tear the whole house down when you're picking in the top five. I mean, the Saints have – I don't think – the Saints really been picking in the top 15 often. So you can't do that, man. Like, you can't just say it's Ted out of the house because you just satisfied with playoff. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's happening in the playoffs? Like, if, if Sean Payton gets fired today, he's going to have a job tomorrow. And then you're going to really be pissed off when he goes to another team and he generates success and get over that hump. Because then you're going to be like, why he couldn't do it with us? I'm not ready to get rid of Sean Payton. Like, I, I don't know what anybody, I, like, you know what I'm saying, Ernest, I mean, you've been rolling with the show for a long time, and I respect your opinion, but I just think sometimes we take Sean Payton for granted. Like, this guy's won eight games, eight games without Drew Brees and lost one. You know what I'm saying? So that, that tells me right there that's that guy's one hell of a coach. And then on top of that, which, what a lot of people aren't paying attention to, was the fact that this guy's able to compensate for Drew Brees' limitations. You don't have coaches that can do that, right? For a pass to get thrown downfield, he's smart enough to throw in uh, Taysom Hill to throw the ball down the field. He knows that the same struggle in goal line situations when Drew Brees is, you know what I'm saying, dip, going in the red zone. So he's smart enough to put Taysom Hill in the game. He's smart enough to put James Winston in the game for a trick play to throw the ball down the field because he knows he has the arm to get it there. So it, it's, it's way beyond just – just him as like sometimes you you have to look at what you're dealing with and and also in what situations the way that Taysom Hill played no four games I don't think many coaches would have won those football games with Taysom Hill as their quarterback so guy's a hell of a coach man like he, you you can arguably like if if he hasn't if he didn't generate so many uh, so much success over the years this guy probably would have been coach of the year like seriously. The only reason why he wasn't even mentioned for coach of the year is because the Saints have been winning so many times over the years. Guy's a great football coach. I, I don't understand that. I look, I, I believe every B enemy needs to get a job. I do. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he needs to get opportunities. Now I have my I have uh, my thoughts about why he don't get a job. Because a lot of people feel like he he's a guy who is a you know who is a recipient of you know, I guess like it, it, he's receiving all of this uh, attention, but it's really Andy Reid that's really driving it. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like Pete Carmichael and, and Sean Payton, even though I don't think that's the case. 
But, you know, but I do think he deserves an opportunity. But Sean Payton is a hell of a football coach. I think we take him for granted sometimes. Our team is well put together. Why will we rebuild? It makes no sense. Coach Payton is not going nowhere. I don't. TJ, I'm just saying I will not be uh, passing out Kleenex. Well, I mean, like I said, maybe, you know, I can understand if you don't like showing Payton. I, look, I think I think a lot of it uh, from you, Ernest, it sounds like it just it, – it, it seemed like postseason and situational football uh, situations, it, it really got you ticked off, man. And I can understand. Look, Ernest, like, I'm not here to change your mind, man. You, that, you know what I'm saying? If that's your heel to die on, that's your heel to die on. I'm just saying, like, at, at, from my perspective, um, I like Sean Payton. I think he's a hell of a football coach. Breeze needs to go. <clears throat> he is the sole reason the Saints haven't done anything in years. Uh, Justin, I think that uh, I think that he has something to do with that. Uh, I don't think he's the main reason. Uh, I, I do feel like the New Orleans Saints play too doggone conservative in the postseason. I think that they're way too conservative. I think that Sean Payton implements too many trick plays. I think he overthinks himself, out schemes himself. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sometimes it's the simple things that get us where we need to be. Uh, I, I feel like I was looking at the Chicago Bears game, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, what if they weren't playing the Bears and they weren't playing against Mitchell Trubisky? We might be singing a different tune. Uh, the defense played well in that game in the second half, but at the same time, like, <clears throat> my goodness. Uh, I just feel like too many trick plays, too much stupid stuff be going on, like being too sexy. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If your running game going into the postseason has been dominated, right, and you've been doing all these great things, running the football, Alvin Kamara, six touchdowns one week, then you had Ty Montgomery back there. He ran for 100 yards out the wide receiver room. Why, when you try to put emphasis on the run game, that that's all. That's all I'm saying. You know, you go into the football game trying to run the football, right? And it's not like you couldn't run a football against the Chicago Bears. The way you know they run a three-four for God's sake. So you, by you running a three-four, you already got the advantage, right? You already got the advantage if you run in between the tackles. And I understand you got these big stout guys, but running up the middle, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I mean, it might be a little bit of a struggle, but running toss plays and stuff like that, man, getting that, that offensive lineman, getting them out in front to block. But they didn't do that, man. You want to throw the football all over the place. <clears throat> you want to make it the Drew Brees show. You want to give him the swine song. Look, that, that ring would shine just as bright if Drew Brees would have had that ball off to Kamara or anybody else that was running that, foot, running that football. You know, you think uh, Peyton Manning cared that he had his lowest statistical uh, numbers of his career in his final season in the NFL? Hell no. All he know is this last moment was him hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. And I just feel like the Saints kind of got away with those things. And I just feel like if you know Drew Brees had all that stuff going on, even if uh, you he was too prideful and you wanted to give him his swine zone, why didn't you take the ball out of his hands? That's, that's all I'm saying. Why didn't you uh, put Jameis in the game more? Why didn't you put more emphasis on the run game? I don't know. <clears throat> uh, exchange between us true Saints fans. He basically created a market for Jameis with one pass. Uh, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I feel like if we played against the Washington football team, I feel like it would have been a completely different game. 
Washington football team played pretty doggone good in the postseason. I mean, Taylor Heineke got a contract out of it. I feel like it would be a completely different game if we played the Washington football team in a wild card. Uh, look how Tampa struggled with them. Well, I think Tampa underestimated them to a, <clears throat> to a certain extent. Uh, I think they didn't think Taylor Heineke would, could, could beat them, but he ended up he ended up making it a, a, a game. Maybe if he was a little bit better, they would have won. God, trust me, I'm a huge Coach Page fan. Travel with the team no matter what. New York, London, Seattle, Dallas, Los Angeles, etc. I appreciate Coach. And you know I like the discussion and exchange between you. Yeah, man, no doubt about it. Like I said, I'm not here to change your mind, Ernest. You know, I think there's too much going on out here in this world already. You know, people don't want to have dialogue. They just want to change people's mind. And if that person don't walk away with a different, I mean, with the same mind frame as them, then they mad. You know, like everybody not a, uh, everybody not going to agree with you uh, or the way that you feel, you know. But it's good to have a good dialogue to see where people stand. Roman Reigns and Paul Paul Heyman, awesome combination in my opinion. What you think, TJ? Uh, I think they are, man. It's about time that Roman Reigns turned into a bad guy. Should have been a bad guy at the beginning of his career. And um, he's doing some of his best work. He's the best, he the best wrestler out right now, man. I mean, best character in wrestling right now, in my opinion. Anthony says, uh, Sean still a top three, four coach in the league, hands down. Yeah, of course. And uh, you know. It's going to be interesting to see what he can do uh, with a new quarterback. You know, I, I expect Drew Brees to uh, announce his retirement in the next, probably by the end of the week. Which linebacker would you like uh, to have this season? Defense needs new energy. I say Jabril Cox. I think Jabril Cox will be a good one. Uh, you know, I think when he play LSU linebacker, linebacker LSU, a really good football player, good solid player, but. For some apparent reason, I don't know. <laughs> you look at Pete Carroll, uh, you know, he's looking and he drafting players out of USC, uh, Stanford, uh, Washington. I don't understand why the Saints can't uh, try to get guys that's close to home. I mean, come on, man. It's like an hour and 30 minutes away. And you get it, you get LSU games on every TV. I just don't understand, like, why Sean Payton or his coaching staff, what they got against LSU players. I just don't like why why don't you draft these guys? I mean, every time you draft one, you know what I'm saying, you look around the league, all of them are good. You know what I'm saying? From Jamal Adams, uh Patrick Peterson, who played for a long time in the league, Tyron Matthew, right? You know what I'm saying? Leonard Fournette, uh, you know, <laughs> Devin White. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, but hopefully he can change that, man. And uh you know, try to see if you can actually get this guy, man. This is this is absolutely ridiculous. Like you had an opportunity to get Patrick Queen in the draft, but you decided, <laughs> but you decided to go out here and, <laughs> and get Zach Bond, like a guy who just puts his hand on the ground most of the time. This guy was Haloi Kakaha at linebacker. Okay, Haloi Kakaha coming out of Washington led the the college football in sacks, led uh, college football in sacks. Zach Bond, like, would you expect this guy to stand up when he put his hand on the ground throughout his entire college career? It makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, Devin White was a home uh, talent. Look where he is. Well, you weren't getting Devin White, okay? He was a, he was a top 10 draft pick. But the list goes on and on, man. You could have got several guys uh, from LSU, but they didn't. TJ, I've heard anything from uh, Coach Payton. Uh, 
feeling the coaches, any names pop up? Nah, nah, not really, man. He's doing interviews right now. I'm pretty sure some names going to be coming out pretty soon. I just hope the Saints get a mobile quarterback because the NFC South has very fast linebackers. What you think, TJ? Well, I think that's just a new wave. I think we need to uh, be careful with that, though. We don't need Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, we don't need Marcus Mariota type speed. You know, we don't need Kyler Murray. I just think that things get misconstrued sometimes, and we got to be careful to get away from the narratives that the national media and sports media likes to create. Like, you know, there was this campaign back in the uh, mid-'90s. Uh, it, it was a major league pitcher, Greg Maddox, and he was on his commercial, and he was hitting home runs, and it said, Chicks did the, uh, chicks dig the long ball. And now it's like that's the narrative of the National Football League, the long ball. Like, throw, if you're not throwing the ball 60 yards, if you're not taking the top of the defense, if it ain't, you ain't got no bazooka on, bombs away, then people just feel like you're not a successful quarterback. And, you know, they, they they put so much emphasis on guys like Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, right? But those guys got two Super Bowls between both of them, and they're supposed to have all this different, all this type of talent, right? But, look, if you can get a guy that can throw the ball down the field, you can get a guy when he's under the rest be able to, you know, scramble for about five or ten yards, I think you'll be okay. You don't need nobody to be out there blazing, running 40 yards up the field. You know, like you don't need that. You just need a guy that, you know, <clears throat> when a pocket breaks down, he can run. When, when a receiver gets open, he gets behind a defense, he can get delivered the ball. I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with a guy that can, you know, that can do that. I don't need a guy that can, can throw the ball 60 yards on his knees like a Kyle Bull or Jamarcus Russell could back in the day. I just need a guy that can go out there and and do the right things, you know. If it's not there, throw it away. If, uh, you know, you see an opening lane, go out there and try to slide and get some yards, you know. But we need to get away from this narrative, you know, oh, we need a, you know, scrambling quarterback. We need somebody that's elusive, that juke you out your shoes. Need somebody to throw the ball 70 yards. Like, nah, bro. All you need is somebody that's going to get the ball where it needs to be. And, uh, you know, be able to, you know, scramble for a couple yards when the pocket break down. Sound good to me. But I do think that you need a, a quarterback that can scramble a tad bit, okay? You can, you need a quarterback. You you can't have a statue quarterback, okay? I mean, these, these uh, defensive players are way too athletic. The linebackers are way too athletic. And expecting the offensive line to, like, just stand there and just give you a clean pocket time at the time at the time with the athleticism and the ability and the strength and the speed of some of these defensive players, I think you're asking for too much. And I'm going to read one more. Sanchez says, speaking of college, what do you think uh, Nas often takes Ohio State players? Uh, New Orleans Saints. Okay. Uh, so, well, I think that's uh, Sean Payton's allegiance to up north. I mean, we can't forget that Sean Payton is from up north in, in Illinois. Uh, you know, watching Ohio State football, Michigan football back in the day. Uh, you know, I think that he that, that kind of clings to his heartstrings. And, and there's nothing wrong with those Ohio State players. I mean, they, they, these are some some of the best players in the league, right? You know what I'm saying? Michael Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, you know, Joe Burrow, you know what I'm saying? He's going to be coming on. I mean, so it, it's not like he's wrong. What I'm saying is LSU just has, I mean, has just as much talent. 
And I just don't understand, like, why would you want to pull from that type of talent? I, I just don't. Uh, they, they they are loaded with talent. So why even why even do that? And Lavelle said Mariota trash. Yeah, Mariota is not very good, but I'm just talking about his, his ability to run and scramble. But I want to say thank you all very much for tuning into the State of the Saints podcast. Once again, I apologize. Uh, we're going into uh, I'm going to interact with uh, Matt Moscona uh, and try to see if we can reschedule a time uh, that's suitable for him. So, but thank you all very much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast Q and A edition. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com search the State of the Saints podcast, Facebook.com search the State of the Saints podcast, and. The State of the Saints podcast is sponsored by Manscaped.com. Go to Manscaped.com and put the promo code State of Saints uh, into the promo code and uh, you can save 20%. Okay, I mean, Manscaped has some amazing products, uh, you know, for for guys that, uh, you know, need to groom themselves. You know, there's also uh, different body washes and creams and everything that you you can use. And, you know, I mean, there's some really – Great products, man. Really great products. Uh, some some re- really revolutionary stuff, man. Great engineers have took their time to try to make sure that they give the best products possible. So go to manscaped.com and, you know, search their products. Use the promo code state save 20% off. And uh, I really do appreciate that. And also check out the TJ Knows Wrestling podcast that's available right now. TJ Knows Wrestling. Uh, this week, uh, I, I got to do two shows. Uh, I do know what show is going to be about. Uh, the show that I'm going to uh, do this week, one of them is going to be on The Rock. That's right, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. We're going to be focused on The Rock. And the next show is most likely going to be focused on Brock Lesnar. It's uh, going to be rather Brock Lesnar or it's going to be another name, probably The Undertaker or something like that. But it's definitely going to be a show on The Rock this week. It's going to be between Brock and The Undertaker. It's going to be our focal point for the second show. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Thank you all so much. I really do appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be safe out there. Don't travel the roads if you don't have to in um, this inclement weather. And like always, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>